coming to you from the Strings and Things studio in Ventura, California. This is the Strings Unraveled podcast. This is Karen. And you are? (laughs) (laughs) Not ready. Not ready. What's your name? <laughs> Wait, why are we doing this? It's oh, not on there. My name. What? My name's Anne. I'm sorry. Oh my god! Oh, that was funny. Karen has to spit tanks. Oh, what's going that on, stays. guys? That stays. Um. Well, we want to start with what we're making. I am trying to diligently finish things so that I can have all my photos in for our new class um, class schedule, which you're probably enjoying right now as yep. you enjoy this um, recording of our podcast. The new class schedule um, will, I think, be out the same day this episode goes live. Yep. So I'm uh, working on my swatches for a class I'm offering called Scarf Recipes um, with Knits and Pearls. There's a corresponding crochet one, which I finished my swatches for already, called Scarf Recipes for Simple Crochet. Uh, so I, my idea is Very the, helpful. yeah, my thought <laughs> is like, just like that go-to recipe that you like know that you should have some go-to recipes that like when you pick up a ball of yarn and you're out on a trip and you don't know what you want but hey I know this scarf recipe by heart um you can just cast on and go and um I'm working in the uh Pantone the chunkier Pantone by Karen um that they seem to be clearancing at uh Michael's so that they can have a thinner version it looks like because they have a thinner version on a new end cap and these are four dollars instead of eight yeah if you went that must be why Joanne's had it on on clearance just before the holidays. Did they? Yeah. I saw the new colors, but I didn't realize it was a different base. Um, I couldn't remember what the yardage was because I knew this would be like a good idea for my swatches uh-huh. um, without having to spend a whole bunch. And it's much closer to 200, which I was like, gosh, that doesn't, that seems like a lot more yardage than I remember there being. Yeah. Um, I'm also working on a full size scarf for one of the um, samples for that class that I started some time ago in fingering weight. And it's, I don't usually make scarves. I find them tremendously boring yep. as a rule. Um, but this is a fun stitch pattern that is kind of my brain dent, you know, Brain kind of dead. Ruby thing. Yeah, it's um. Well, it's the, this one's the Montana scarf. So if you've heard of that, that'll be one of the recipes that we review. So these are not my mm. designs. They're either just simple stitch patterns, or they are existing um, scarf patterns that are out in the world that I just want to compile and expose people to. So uh, when you're looking at stuff like that, is it sometimes the what it the item itself is not really complex. But do you find that sometimes if it's got an interesting stitch pattern, something inside says, hey, I kind of want to do that. Like, I mean, how did you look up, what made you decide to do the this? Because it's a pretty straight scarf, no increases or decreases. It's. I like this stitch pattern. I use it, um, I sprinkle it around my life as much as I can. Like it's the stitch pattern I use in, um, when I teach my favorite sock. Oh. And it looks different, of course, if you flat or if you um, work it in the round. But it's a super easy one to memorize. It's um, one row is knit three, purl three. The other row is knit one, purl one. 
um, which gives you, you know, different results in kind of like mistake rib. Kind of. That's what my son, who's really kind of improv, my oldest, um, is improvising his way through learning to knit because you know he doesn't have any resources at home to. Yeah, be trained. It's reversible. He has no one near him that can teach him how to knit. That poor guy. No really experienced knitters in his very own household where he lays his head. That's Um, sad. Where's the key in it? Can you imagine learning to knit with no experienced knitters? (laughs) So, um, one of those things is real. (laughs) So. the thing he picks this up and he's like oh it's a like a it's a mistake rib or whatever i'm like close it's not i could teach you what it is yeah it's not and they all (laughs) and so like they're all kind of similar variations on that theme the three patterns i chose so montana scarf the one row scarf from stephanie pearl mcphee um the eve's rib which was that cool ruffled scarf from misty alpaca um and what's the fourth one? Oh, I am going to do just like a broken uh, mistake rib, too. That's so, so stupid easy. Mm-hmm. It's in that a... rib that I used in my... No, no, that's not as easy. <laughs> that is not that easy. I found... What, I have what never... are we talking about? Four stitches it's not hard. It's not about? hard. So in Karen's... Um, Provence. Provence. Um, oh, the sweater, yoga sweater? It's the broken four rib that but is... That, but row four always trips people up. So it's knit a row, purl a row, knit two, purl two, knit two, purl two. Yeah. I've never taken out so much two by two ribbing in my life. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that but pattern, it, but it for would, some reason it like offsets people. I don't know either. Yeah. Because I couldn't put my finger on quite I think what it was. They either, either make it garter or make it rib. It's the, okay, I'm going to do it garter. Now I'm going to change to rib. Now I'm going to do the garter. It's not really, it's not even garter. It's. It would be interesting reverse to... Reverse two rows of reverse yeah. stockinette, two rows of... It would be interesting for me to pay attention to when my error happened, if it happened on the first row of the two-by-two two ribbing or the second row of the two-by-two two ribbing, because I'm pro-reading my fabric, so if I'm paying attention to my fabric, I shouldn't be having any problems. Um, but I... I noticed people didn't make mistakes nuts. right away. They <clears throat> made the mistakes later on they after they got comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when that's you turn a, the brain off because mm-hmm. you got the rhythm of you go, it. Oh, I got this. And then you're like, dang, I don't. Yeah. So that is sort of your question that you asked me just now is like, is it in, so interesting that you're willing to put up with a scarf or is it, it's, it's the perfect balance of this is a pattern I don't have to think about, but I get an interesting result mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not screwing up because I should be paying just a little bit more attention. I really don't have to pay attention to these. Because. They're like Contrary the crock pot what, recipe that you dump the things in the crock pot and go away and then you're it and forget yeah. it. Yeah. Then your scarf is finished. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put a pot, pot roast in here and now I have a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and what lovely cashmere it is. <laughs> and the gauge is perfect oh every time. Well, it's a scarf, so yeah <laughs> but it's exactly the length i intended it to be but contrary <laughs> to what is popularly said there is no such thing as mindless knitting you do have to have a little bit of brain power yeah it's close bit. it's close sometimes well but. they um there was a little buzz at the table last weekend about uh, sleep knitting <laughs> Oh, yeah. Have been talking about sleep knitting recently? Yeah, here? somebody <laughs> told me that Karen knits in her sleep. Yeah. 
But haven't well, you all been like so tired and you need to get the rose in? So yep. and you close your eyes your hands and you know, know that what you're they're dozing doing. Off. And so you're just gonna do a, you know, get to the end of the road with your eyes closed. And then you wake up and it's been three hours later and you haven't dropped a stitch, but somehow I know, it's amazing. Somehow <laughs> you've been working pearls on your on your knit row. That's I guess where my brain sleep brain de- defaults to yeah. is pearls. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm also except it that kind of texture really really stands out as wrong. Yes. You can't uh, sell that. I am also embroidering. Ooh. Oh my gosh, it's and so pretty. I'm so happy with it. It's Another class I'm planning is You're a um, beast in the best wow. way. I got this done all on Sunday night too. That's like I haven't worked on it since Sunday. So there's a I cool knew you'd get your favorite color in first cuz you know of course you do. The and green or no, no, the fabric. Oh, you know, this would be like mom. You ask my mom what her favorite color is, and she's like, "I love all the colors." No, mom, I need one answer. <laughs> I need to know what your favorite color is so I can make you a thing. No, I love them all equally. Fine. Okay, people. fine. <laughs> when I want you to have a preference, I need you to have a preference. So I wouldn't describe this as a favorite color. It's um. I was just going to know what you said. I think the they called it tomato on the bolts. Um, I got orangey. it at Super Buzzy, but tomatoes could have an it, orange yeah. tone. It could be I a tomato. So. so it's a very red orange. Yeah. Well, the girl who cut it said, um, this is such a vegetable color. I was like, yeah, that's such a yeah. apt and strange description. <laughs> that's a, it's a good color. <laughs> yeah. So um, I am very happy with it. I It's the sunflower tote from Anila Hui, which... When you see somebody's name and never say it, mm-hmm. that I made up a lot of things as to what her <laughs> name was. So I have focused my ability to read on learning her name, <laughs> Anila Hui. How do you spell um, Hui? It's H O E Y. Okay. She that's her name is her screen name on Instagram, and she's so so cute and makes all kinds of cool bags and neat things. Um, all of her patterns are downloadable. Oh, yeah, so you're almost done. You can um, and I, uh, yeah, I'm almost done. I'm going to make two. I have two colorways. One is um, with this hot orange background with a slightly different palette of embroidery floss. And then I had, chose like a a nice plummy purple that's very muted. And then I can do her colors um, mm. on there too. And which way did you get the outline on, the, so on that one? So Karen saved my life with some sulky... Um, um, transfer, transfer pens, pens um, which you could trace the design and um, use more than once. Um, I oh, was, I didn't realize that. That's extra. That's yeah, very that cool. Too. Um, I was trepidatious about it being permanent, so I have to be careful that I cover all of the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, it does say so on the yeah, pen. Yeah. So I went into it knowingly. I tested it on a little bit of fabric. And wait, wait, would that fabric be my ironing board? <laughs> well, I'd not intentionally directly onto your ironing board. But it did go through the fabric onto Karen's ironing board. Now it's got beautiful designs on it. It right? has a couple yeah. of cute little flowers on it. <laughs> you um, know, embellish the world. Right, right Everything. Right, right, right. Uh, so this is a very cool sampler, so it felt like a very natural um, class to offer. So it's a sampler of a lot of basic embroidery um, and some slightly more advanced ones. Um, it's going to be a bag? It's a tote bag, yeah. Cute. Um, so I'm very happy and excited about it, and it's turning out really well. 
I will probably make a third one because um, I want to try out the sticky um, stabilizer that you can oh, just so photocopy cute. on. Mm -hmm. So she recommends a different brand, C and T or something, but you only get six sheets for like $15. Oh. And you're lending me that sulky. Which yeah, the sulky is like 25 for like 30 that's I don't better. know. No. That's better, yeah. But um, I was thinking more because this design is printed on an 8.5-11 sheet of paper and there's a lot of white space that's wasted mm -hmm. and Karen was saying how she won't you wanted to like have make use of that stabilizer mm -hmm. but you can't run it through the photocopy machine again so you should do some like legit cut and paste and photocopy yes. cut paste Before on your yeah. white sheet <laughs> oh on the sulky to use it at home mm -hmm. you need to put the you need to up your ink on on your printer so that it so goes like a through. high concentration. Yes. So, so like your highest quality print. So I, f I made a copy or first, darkest. a regular photocopy, and then... Um, but so highest contrast. Yeah, but because, yeah. because their water solubles are kind of precious, <laughs> come on, you know, financially, um, I decided I didn't want to ruin any, so I checked the paper and checked the paper um, to see if it was super dark. Mm -hmm. And so I, did, I didn't max it out at first like I should have. I should just go for the max. It's gonna look way too dark for the paper, but what happens is when the when the when sheets transfers. when it transfers, those sh the sheets absorb, but they don't absorb all the ink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, so if I photocopy it here, mm -hmm. just put it on highest contrast. You think? Highest contrast. Okay. Um, is that so, oh you know what? The other I photocopied the, the other. Fabric. I photocopied the instructions with the sheet for you. Yeah, I saw that. Look, okay. but. Readings Reading for suckers. for suckers. You heard that here first. Probably it's probably not the first if time you... they've heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> but you heard it here first, <laughs> and you also heard me declare so, I want that on a t-shirt. I mean, I might just straight up. So this is this. this is this, is this Essex linen? No, I don't. I, it's up in the front. It's super. I think fuzzy. it is. It's my so favorite that's what stuff. They plan, that's what they recommend in the pattern. That's what too. this is. I love yes. that. Yeah. Wait, so they when you get same. to your turn, you can talk so about that. So I'm actually using that. the fabric recommended in the pattern then. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but this didn't transfer very well, so maybe I will just try it on this bag and not make a third one. Uh-huh. Use the... What, was that the, like a, the first copy? Well, I felt bad about transferring onto your ironing board, so I kind of did... I actually didn't give you any grief for it. No, you I didn't. Don't mind it. I still felt bad about it. <laughs> so that's how guilt works. You never can predict the levels. <laughs> uh, so I might just. Um, Which I, do, I I forget what I did. I I put the. I put a. Blank piece of paper. I put the one that had the transfer on it, and then I put the fabric, thinking that I would be insulating your you know, board better. But I really you need to put the, heat onto the paper. Which is touching so me. my suggestion is put my pressing my pressing sheet my Teflon pressing that sheet. That seems expensive, and I don't think you want flowers on it. No, that comes right <laughs> off. It, okay. It's just Teflon, so it comes right off. Nothing sticks. Nothing that. sticks except for those eggs Kevin made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a story. We'll definitely want to hear that later. Never. You have to heat the pan enough so that the eggs don't stick, and he never ever does, no matter what pan he's using. How come your eggs don't stick in? Because I get let it get hot. <laughs> um, okay, then. So those are my thrilling things. I've been <laughs> sewing a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's been very, very fun. Um, so back to swatching. That's what I'm working on right now. Um, 
Uh, I am working on a shawl um, for the class schedule. This is the uh, super pretty. This is the Satori shawl um, by Maiko Hikosaka. That's her Instagram name as well. I'll link to it. Um, the pattern is called Satori shawl. I just said that. Um, it's a two color fingering weight shawl with a garter stitch at the top and a lace border. Mm. Um, and I'm making it in forbidden fibers uh, that I got when we went to Stitches SoCal. Um, and it's like a multicolor greens with a little bit of gray, a little bit of blue for the top. And then the bottom is the bright green oh, that's for the lace. And this, Ooh, these colorways are Nargles and Alohomora. <laughs> so it's also my Harry Potter shawl. Yes, I like it. Um, I like the names. I like the colors. They're fabulous. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. I like this yarn too. It's an interesting texture. It's like lots of little plies, you know, like one of those where it's like, you, you can see. So it's really very energized. puffy. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, that has a lot of squish. Yeah. Squishability. Mm -hmm. And she has lots of good colors. So that is what I currently have in my hands. That's it. What do you have in your hands, Karen? Um, I'm <laughs> because it's so close to when classes are, we're all we're all working on samples. Yeah. <laughs> bringing you the best, even at the last minute. It's not the last minute. We are so on it. It's true. <laughs> like, it's true. It, we, we all put our things in close to the actual due date well, that we set for ourselves. Close. I might not have done mine. Oh, that's but, your privilege. But you that's know your that's problem. What I said, I said <laughs> you know what? Problem. We <laughs> have <laughs> different points of view. <laughs> no, I've I done this for many privilege. years. <laughs> I made sure that whatever you gals had in has got a product already. Well, so you're 1,000% better than me already. Well, that's because I must have put that fear or something in you guys. Cause, well, not Katie, because Katie's always ahead. Well, but I felt behind this time, yeah. though. I was late. It, it kind of snuck up on us. but Yeah. So I am working on anyway, we're it's the 15th. We do not expect to give you this schedule until the first. The first. The first. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's exactly the right day. Um, and we're we're gonna have probably all our samples done. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. I might have all my samples. Wow. Done. It only happens. Would you like once to knit a, a sweater for me? No, because I haven't done that yet. Thank you. It's fun <laughs> to say that. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Thank you I'm for just giving me the opportunity to say no. <laughs> So Maybe. what sample are you working on? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I am working on a, shawl, a crocheted shawl called Molokini, um, inspired by the crescent-shaped, partially submerged volcanic crater located in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, the designer is Helda Panagari, and uh, I found her name in the Solidarity Swap, which unfortunately is closed. But um, So... You know, you find treasures when you go through your stash. So yeah. remember several episodes back when we looked through and I had just had a bag of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our mystery, Our mystery project bag yeah. uh -huh. challenge or whatever which, it was called. Which after, this, after we you know, fin finished taping it, I put it back under my desk and it's been residing oh, there yeah. where my feet kick it. Yeah. Every time I Mine's in a cubby in my office. It's fine. I finished one thing from those bags. Oh, yeah, you did. I remember that. <laughs> Well, I'm, I think I've got something I'm finally going to use and finish. Woo! So um, what it is, it's it's got a multi, one semi-solid or tonal paired with a multi-stripe. And <coughs> the yarn that they called for would have been super cool, except trying to be on a yarn diet because... You still have to nourish yourself. 
when well, you're on a diet. Well, I actually have a pantry full of really great nourishment here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not hurt. You're not I'm, starving. I'm not starving. I'm not hurting. Okay. So I, I previously, from Stitches West, from five years ago. It's only four. No, because <laughs> my memories came, like my pictures oh, from that good. came up recently. Oh, cool. So it's only been four. So Spin Cycle Yarns dyed in the wool. I thought that this colorway was like Marcella, Mississippi Marcella, but it's not. Blues, yeah. No, this is Rusted Rainbow, which I love in. So I'm, instead of using the Coney Wool Effect yarn oh, that yeah. um, is like a, a humongous multi-skein, I mean, multi-colored self-striping thing, which would have been gorgeous. I love that yarn, but it's not soft. Mm -mm. It's not soft, but you, you know, the spin cycle, cycle is nice. It happens yep. to be sport. It's a perfect weight. Um, it does its own really cool self-stripey thing. But then I found this other treasure. I've seen this. It's Gorgeous. the gingery color. But this this is a treasure because this company is no longer around. Oh, what is it? It's Cephalopod. Oh, Bugga. Yeah. Hand-dyed sport weight. Sarah Iyer, E-Y-R-E, um... It, this is the color is called bronze moth so you can see I've got all of the autumnal colors in Gorgeous. that from russets to parchment to green to orange in the spin cycle yarn and this bugga is like the perfect little autumnal ginger mm -hmm. and it's perfect because like I don't that's how I like to choose when I'm gonna combine two colorways like if you have a multi self striping I like to say, don't like pick a color that's not in it. Yeah, that just otherwise you lose it. It, it, kind, it kind of is, it but because but, because, is, but yeah. you've got the green with it to well, offset that's the thing. it. The spin cycle dyed in the wool is not a true self one color each stripe. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of um, what was that yarn that we got? Zabarball. Zabarball. Yeah. Yes. Zabarball. Yeah. So so, so you, it never will ever blend away. You'll it's always like spinning, right? Sure. I, I think, I mean, they can correct us if we're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's when, like, you have a gradient and a self-stripe, I think, is how he likes spinning works. Mm. Yeah. I, I know that when I spin my own, that if I'm not careful with the, how the colors line up, this is kind of what happens. So Then <laughs> you're doing so it right. Anyway. Spin cycle ain't got it wrong. I know no. you guys can't feel this, but I'm going to... Feel it, but I could feel it for you. <laughs> oh, it's silky and squishy. That That's little wonderful. bit of cashmere, a little bit of nylon. Is it an MCN? Um, it is. It is super wash. Is that what MCN? Merino cashmere nylon. Yes, it is. Oh, new I acronym. just learned something. <laughs> I just know that it's like finally, it finally found its perfect home. It's wonderful. It, it's um, meant to be with that meant one. To be, it was meant to be crocheted all this time in this gorgeous thing. So that yarn company, again, correct me if I'm wrong, um, they are the epitome of what my dad would say when um, we'd ask, well, what would happen if you never married mom? He liked to answer, you'd be two other people right now. <laughs> right? Yes. They're two yeah. other yarn companies well, now. Yeah, because Except it's sort of the reverse. Well, they met, yeah, because they, 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 they came together, and this people. was originally the Sanguine Griffin. Mm -hmm. And then when they decided to each have their own, there were two, two, two gals, and when they decided to have their own company, I don't know the reason why I didn't ask. One became the Verdant Griffin, and the other one became Cephalopod, and they both had their own bugger. Mm. Oh. Well, <clears throat> they're two other people now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when a love story doesn't happen. 
Or maybe they just needed to be oh, yeah, otherwise. Oh, yeah, none of my never mind why the yeah. yarn companies aren't. It just reminds me of what my dad used to say. What do you mean? I don't understand. I'm seven. Tell me why I'd be two other people. <laughs> oh, and here's a here's a wonderful plug. If you are ever interested in thinking about dyeing, Sarah Iyer has a couple of classes on Craftsy slash Blueprint, B-L-U-P-R-I-N-T, um, on dyeing. And she's she's wonderful to watch. She was, it was an entertaining class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked her stuff. So that's what I am at the moment working on. I mean, don't look in the office. I've got so many other things. <laughs> you mentioned, so that was Forbidden Fibers, right? Yeah. And that's like a wool blend? Uh, I don't exactly know what it is, but yes, something like that. So I am working, I got one more project that I'm working on. Well, yeah, one more project. <laughs> one more project you want to talk it about today. It is merino yeah. and nylon. So this is the first time I've ever worked with Forbidden Fibers. And this is a cotton linen blend. Mm. And look how awesome this is coming out. When I first saw this, it's it's kind of a, a washed like a denim look mm-hmm. with little tiny, tiny pops of purpley pink. Yeah, in there. it definitely has like a purple tint to it. Yeah. Is that the Elemental Raglan? This is going to be Elemental Raglan also um, on the, it will be on the next calendar, on the next class session. This is called, the colorway is Purple Delphinium. It's really pretty. It's 60% organic cotton, 40% linen, um, also sport weight. I've got a thing for sport weight these days. Uh, and um, the yarn is Proverbs, and I think it's going to be like my new favorite um, tea. It's meant to be It's meant to be loose and kind of um, not sheer, but, you know. Layered. You, layered. Yeah, yeah, yeah a layered drapey. look. Drapey. Mm-hmm. And the designer is... Yumiko Alexander, um, she has her own line of uh, Dando designs mm-hmm. um, on Ravelry. She's got a lot of fun, fun things. Is it a so. short sleeve? It no, well, no. My stitches are on holders. But I mean, is it going to be, or is it no? Not it's long actually, sleeves, or it's going to be long sleeve, or like three quarter sleeve because mm. it's top down. It could be whatever length sleeve you want it to be, right? Which is kind of cool. It's a sim- really simple neckline. You don't have to pick up and do anything else to it. It's just really a, like she says, it's it's a garter stitch, raglan sleeve. Um, the it does have a split at the bottom, and the front is, um, a little bit shorter than the back. Mm-hmm. Or not. It's up to you. Right. You know. I like it. So glad there's no such thing as the yarn police or the design police. <laughs> you know, the designers have their own intentions, but when it's on your needles, you do what you want. Yeah, you're the boss of your own knitting. You yep. are the boss. Be the boss. Anyway, um. So, do we want to talk about things that we have finished since last time we recorded? Sure. Things that I finished. Oh, since last time. Because I, I wanted Ooh. to um, say, well, I just finished the swatch. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I finished the swatch <laughs> of Montana. Here. My most here. recent finished object, a swatch for Man- Montana scarf. Um, I have been sewing a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I finished... Um, the, I talked about the Sew Your View challenge last time, and I have finished two objects from Sew Your View. And I guess it's also a current project because I'm making a second one for the March. So I want to 7912 was the McCall's pattern for um, 
February, and that's a belted coat. Mm-hmm. And I did that in plaid and um, did all the finishing things I talked about last time. And I'm really, really, really happy with the skill challenges and how it turned out. Um, it's super comfy without being like a heavy coat. Nice. And then the March challenge, I could make 100 of these and be so happy. Oh. It is pattern 7906 from McCall's. And it is a um, three different length button-up pleated skirt with pockets. That I sounds finished. right up your alley. It's, it's <laughs> me forever. Like, me all day. I was but there's a skirt that's, that you had. If you had to define Anne in a piece of, in, a, in a garment... It would probably be, It'd be a skirt. fabulous skirt. The skirt would be, yeah. would be <laughs> because this is like something I love from the '90s. I loved that button mm-hmm. front skirt. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I can't tell you why, but I loved it. It was maybe because it was everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the pleat because I like a pleated skirt too. But we had like plaid pleated skirts for um, school, right? And it was those aren't special. No, it, so I still love pleats. Um, so I love this um, skirt. It's and it has pockets, and they're perfectly hidden pockets, so they don't add any bulk to. Um, and it's high waisted, so it's very slimming. And um, you know, I like currently my weight's a little up from where I want it to be, and it's it's a thing. Like I was losing a lot of weight, and then I'm not right now, and I'm gaining again, and I'm in that place where. Um, I, I'm going to bring, bring everything down for a minute. (laughs) Like while I was losing weight, people would talk to me a lot about my body and I didn't like that. And I'm sorry if I'm sharing that and it hurts anyone's feelings that is listening right now. And part of, in my head, I was like, what are people going to think when I don't, can't Mm -hmm. do this anymore? And I start gaining again. And like, if you've known me a long time, you've seen me at all different weights and sizes and that's just how I'm going to be. Um, so it's a little disappointing to be gaining again, though. Um, and so somebody on Instagram said, you know what? This body now deserves fun clothes. Yep. And yeah. I... Can you remember who it was? or did you? No. Was that Cash Moret? Because I know she posted a that lot of stuff be, about size inclusion. That could be a thing from her. But it was just something I read and, I was, and that like super resonated mm-hmm. with me. And so this skirt is like the epitome of that. It's super easy to make. And I'm so happy making them. And they fit me beautifully, and they, like, and I you just look, had you to... You look great in it. Thank you. I Do you just have to, to alter the pattern, little, or is it... I had to make one little change. Um, I had, like, the top size I had to add. Like, I needed one and a half inches, so I think I added three quarters to each mm-hmm. of the seams for mm-hmm. the um, waistline and then tapered that in because there was plenty in the hips. Yeah. Um, it's a huge piece of fabric <laughs> before you pleat it. And I love, love, love it. So... Um, I make I made a navy blue one and I've worn it three times since I finished it. I finished this one in the first. I haven't posted it on Instagram because um, it took me a little while to get a cute picture of it. Um, and I'm making like a persimony orange colored one. I think they called the color paprika. It's a linen rayon blend from Joann's. Because mm. I'm planning for May. I'm planning. Um, I want to finish at least 10 pieces of clothing and do um, my me made in a capsule. Mm-hmm. So um, those two skirts are definitely going to Can feature. you explain what that means? Um, well, I don't want too many spoilers out there, but everybody knows what me made May is. And here at the Not studio. everybody does. I'm sorry. Lots of people know what me made May 
So if you're on Instagram, you if you haven't participated, I don't want to read it. You're the one, you're the one who actually like educated yourself about what the full thing is. So you can share more. I will be um, the educator for yes. those who Karen, else Karen don't know. is a careful reader. I read. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. Uh, so Been down that road. Um, so you ha- may have observed on social media, particularly Instagram, in May, people post the hashtag me made May, and then the year usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in May, the challenge to feature... Um, wearing your handmade things mm-hmm. um, and that's something here at the studio we really value and um, we are crafting a way to um, bring that to our members and listeners and followers and and see how we can energize that um, in our community mm-hmm. so one of the ways I'm really enjoying capsule wardrobe idea where you pick um, I've been doing 10 by 10 mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so 10 pieces of clothing for 10 days to make 10 outfits. So I've been doing it for my work wardrobe. I'm on my second set of 10 and it's made life a lot easier, but not totally boring. Cause like the idea of living in a capsule wardrobe where yeah. you have like 10 pieces of clothing, no matter how high quality and well-crafted they are, I would want to scream. Cause I grew up going to a private school with a uniform and that. Mm, yeah, but the no, reality, when I think no. of what do I wear on a, on a given week, I probably only wear about 10 things. I've got my favorite pair of pants I wear. Yeah, but my you don't want to have to be t-shirt. like... I, but I choose that. It's different. It's if nice those to are your the... only choices, yeah. yeah. Then, <laughs> then I might not appreciate it so much. But I'm in, I am enjoying the... Um, like, I only have it for this finite number of work days. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I only... Um, it makes it super easy to choose. This time I got to the halfway point. This is the second go. I got to my fifth day without even noticing. Like the sixth day, I'm like, wow, I'm past halfway. Um, I have two more days to go in this group. And I'm not that excited about the last two episodes. The last two episodes. The last two outfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but last time, my 10th outfit was my favorite outfit. And it was a thing I thought was going to look the least good. It was like, okay, these are the last two things that need to be combined. <laughs> The important thing for me is I made my own rules because most of the time people include their shoe choices. Yeah, um, as part of the 10. And I got, that was probably what was like killing it for me last time is I only wear wore one pair of shoes all yeah, 10 boring. days. And I love shoes. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a challenge. So the ability to choose whatever shoes I want that day and to be able to add one more thing into the 10 that was a wearable garment, um, mm-hmm. I think is making all the difference this time. So in May, I plan on having a work capsule that's me made mm-hmm. and hopefully like a personal capsule for the weekends that is me made and just work in those. And it is um, working out really well. I have someone on Instagram you should follow if you don't already. I'm typing it in right now. Catherine Emma. Um, K or C. Uh, K. She is a, I think we did a swap or something if, is how I met her. I think she was like a fiber share partner or something a couple years ago. But she is a fabulous seamstress and she makes these gorgeous like basics and beautiful pieces. And she does um, like the make or 10 by 10 thing. Mm-hmm. She did one for Fallen. She has a saved a saved story highlight about it but she's got great basics and um i find her very inspiring k-a-t-h-e-r-i-a-r-i-n-e k-a-t-h-a-r-i-n-e-e-m-m-a katherine emma 
Beth Bellerini. She is followed by Style Arc, which I just sort of tripped into Style Arc patterns, and they I haven't made any yet, but I'm really loving how they style everything. And I think I will Say that word again? Style Arc. A-R-C. Oh, not like Sky Lark that I, for some reason, I've recently started following. I don't remember that. <laughs> um, Scientist. I like that that's her first word in her description. And yeah, she's, she's pretty cool. All right, Colombo. follow. It's done. <laughs> Everyone else should do it, yep. too. Uh, just scanning her feed looks very fun right now. Yes, it's very inspiring if you're a garment sewer or a Any, yeah, want to be. Dress. Because, so some of our people don't sew. Some mm -hmm. of our people don't knit. They only knit or they only crochet. But you're making a lot of garments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, so let's wear them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not about doing it every day unless that's what you want to do. It's just about you said May. Me, May, May would be a lot easier if it were in January when it was cold. For us, Because sure. sure. I know for me, it's like I never, I haven't done it before because May is hot yeah. where I live. And yeah. so I'm like, well. Darn that good weather we have. I know, right? I know. <laughs> it's so warm. It was so complaint. It was a beautiful day today. today. <laughs> Clear skies. Yeah. And yeah. But I can't wear a sweater. <laughs> no. Oh, well. I'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just need to sew more garments, I guess, well, is the answer to that. And I'm excited this year because, you know, Karen initiated the conversation. I'd been thinking about it because I'm really excited mm -hmm. about the Sew Over It UK's. Um, they have a book of a really cool capsule wardrobe. And mm. I've been thinking, well, that would be perfect for me made is um, to make that as a capsule wardrobe. So I'm excited that we're talking about it now. Yeah. And so we have some time because often like May 3rd or 4th, I'm scrolling through Instagram in the morning and like, Oh, well, that already started. already started. Oh. And I know that if I don't try earlier than that, once something starts, I just don't want to jump in. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's the day of, I it's, just don't feel prepared. I feel like I'm rushed. Yeah. yeah. And I don't feel like I lose the enjoyment of being able to plan for it yeah. if I'm scrambling. Yeah. Right. And some people do like completely 100% me made outfits some people just like are wearing a thing that you made that day and that counts too that's real life yeah because like. i couldn't do the whole thing no i've made one pair of pants that are not flattering and i can't wear them oh every my day God. <laughs> and oh i've made a lot of leggings so i can wear leggings and contrary oh yeah <laughs> and contrary to what people think it's not about taking pictures and posting them on instagram every day you can do that if you want and there's no there's no harm in that yeah but you don't have feel pressure to do that yeah. i think it's just getting into the the habit of being comfortable wearing the things that you make outside. Yes. Because I think a lot of people make things and then they put it away and they don't wear it very often. Mm -hmm. But it kind of feels like a superpower when you're like out in the world wearing some awesome thing that you made yes. and somebody tells you like, oh, I love your whatever. You're like, Haha, oh, I, I have a that. secret say, talent. You say, you say, I worked really hard on it. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, you made it? I love it? your sweater. I made That's it. That's so awesome. That's my That's favorite the thing part. about the crafts I choose. And it's my complete bias towards... Whether or not I'm excited about a craft is if I, if I can't can wear I get it a compliment. Out, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I if manis. I can't wear it out on the town and get a compliment, because you're more likely the more people who see it. True. <laughs> but yeah, you did just distill me. <laughs> Sorry. So Anne is a skirt. Is McCall seven nine zero six? Anne is a being and have the motivations and the activities she chooses in her free time is can I get a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> what did that guy tell you? You seem like a very intelligent oh, you woman. You seem like a very intelligent woman. <laughs> yeah. You seem. What would you know? Classic. No, it's oh, fine. Well, I yeah. do. I hopefully seem like an intelligent woman. That's a woman. good thing to be, yeah. but also you are. Yeah. But it's good to seem like you I are. I hadn't proved it's it to him, though. <laughs> 
Because you, you know? need to? Mm-hmm. And you don't need Apparently. to. Well, <laughs> he might feel differently. Well, he's uh, allowed thanks. to. Anyway. That's right. He is. And I, I really try what somebody else thinks of you is none of your business. I really try to convince myself of that. It's, hard, it's a hard that. thing to convince yourself yeah. of, but it's yeah. a it's, good mantra to develop. It's freeing if you can get it. And then my other favorite is... I learned not to care by not asking. <laughs> yeah, don't but ask I, questions you don't want the answer to. That's true. I don't think about it. Because if I think I might be disappointed, I'm like, as long as I don't ask the question, I will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really a good parenting <laughs> technique. <laughs> no, oh, that's just avoidance on some. There's other issues behind that that we don't have to get uh, into. <laughs> so I have finished those sewn objects. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, I also finished um, six shirts for my husband. Did I talk about that last time? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I make my husband funny, cool sh- button down shirts Very and cool. I finished six of them that's a lot and of I shirts. only do it in like fits and spurts so that's pretty much all he's gonna get for maybe the next five years um I don't get ready to do it again until he gets threadbare along the buttonhole band mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm thinking I need to just buy a spine because yeah. the rest of the shirts are fine um buy a what bias bind what's like bias oh tape? bias, bias bind. Bind. I thought you said bias bind <laughs> By a spine. By a spine. Like you put a spine in there and it just holds up better. Yeah, it's a special notion. <laughs> Go look for it. Go look for it. <laughs> we found our... It's not like, get a backbone. No, no. Throat. We um, found our snipe hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can find bias... Buy a spine. This is no. This is so Buy English. A spine. Buy like a spine. spine. Don't ask me how it's spelled. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what um? It's a good thing we don't. So do you this made in the six morning. shirts, six button down what shirts. What patterns Dang. are they? Um, I only use. But one. I mean, like the fabric, not oh, okay. like the yeah. They're button down shirts. Classic button yeah. down. The one I like. The I know most you right use now. fun fabric, yeah. so it's an old new look pattern um that we have customized to Kevin just the way he likes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he chose this gorgeous color of like sherbet coral yeah which might be close to the color of the year um yeah and then a flamingo fabric i like that uh, with like in a blue sky um and it's a strip like a bowling shirt mm-hmm. about four i think finished after i hem the sides it's like a five inch strip down each front uh he chose a dr seuss alphabet on a neon lime green, <laughs> which he wore to school, and somebody said, mm, "You know what? You are so extra." And he said, "Thank you." Thank you. And then they said that wasn't a compliment or their attitude. Is this, a, is this a student? No, it was a colleague. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Then their attitude indicated that it wasn't meant to be a compliment, and he's why would a colleague be even using that kind of student it's, language? Yeah, well, because like, you do. Too they're at, you know they're at a school for the worst age of human beings ever. <laughs> um, so he he says, well, of course it's a compliment because what's the opposite of extra? Uh, basic. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody wants to be basic, so extra is a compliment. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so when he wears his lime green Dr. Seuss alphabet, that's awesome. Uh, there was uh, NASA. And he's totally got the personality to pull it off, yep. too. NASA on a royal blue background. He Game of Thrones on a red background. Um, so they're like emblems of the house sigils. Um, that's four. Oh, um, number five. What are you? Oh, um, he found this cool Avengers fabric that's oh, like nice. a, on a really lovely... 
turquoisey cadet blue. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you can sure. all imagine that color. <laughs> it's not blue. It's not turquoise. It's not teal. Gray. Teal. It's it's, it's a very gray teal, but like a medium tone. Okay. It's a really cool fab, <laughs> like a cool color. Um, and the last one is the one I want to talk a little more in depth about. This okay. like a two-hour podcast, isn't it? <laughs> We're only uh, at 45 minutes. We're cool. fine. And Karen has a chart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. It's the Ann show. Katie, it's the R show. It's just going to be long. <laughs> Katie made a really cool, um project bag that I bought as soon as she put it on the little holder. It's the dinosaurs. I have it right Oh, here. The, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's the dinosaurs on like a... That was called Girl Dinosaur. Oh, okay. Okay, so <laughs> the fabric is from Joanne's. It's called Girl Dinosaur. Something like that. Um, dinosaurs with little pink hearts everywhere. It, my son hates... Because not only dinosaurs, there's a pterosaur here. Um, oh, I do know my stuff, me. guys. Um, it's my then, favorite dinosaur on it. Let me look. Is it? No. I like stegosauruses a lot, so I'm glad Mine is a parasaurolophus, and he is underrepresented. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure he is. Sorry. <laughs> um, so my family's very like particular about getting dinosaurs and what is a dinosaur and not a dinosaur correct because okay. all prehistoric animals that look like dinosaurs and represented with dinosaurs are not dinosaurs. Anyway, Kevin saw my project bag and he's like, I want that. I want that as a shirt. I'm well, like, he likes well, purple, right? Is yeah. that his favorite color? He, royal purple is his favorite color, and this is like goes with royal purple perfectly. Mm. So um, we went right to Joanne's. We bought the appropriate amount to be the um, accent fabric, and it sat and sat and sat and sat. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think I saw that fabric in your office and was wondering what it was going to be. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> it's going to be a shirt. So uh, I, it was around Valentine's Day, and I surprised him with. Um, the one with a, a medium purple background mm-hmm. um, and I brought it home and I'm like did you like the surprise one because he knew all these were coming because it's best if he picks it out yeah because um, what I think he like is not always what he will like uh, <laughs> so I, I bring it home and like like the surprise one he's like yeah but why don't you make me just a Valentine's Day shirt I can only wear it once a year because it has hearts on it and I said what yeah and I said it's not a Valentine's Day shirt it's a I love dinosaur shirt yeah so then he goes to school and he says my students voted it's a valentine's day shirt he teaches junior high guys this is not a valid polling audience <laughs> yeah right who, who are so, they to say yeah so i pulled the table at the studio yeah showed them the fabric i heard i dinosaurs. bought it months ago before valentine's day yeah. it was not part of their valentine's day fabric summertime i think yeah yeah, yeah it was it's, it's probably the, like may or june the, yeah it's in the um novelty novelty prints it's not in the valentine's day it's prints. just the timing so, I love because dinosaurs. Valentine's Day dominates everything in the month of February. Yeah, I made you this because I love you, and Valentine's Day happens to be this week. And do you love dinosaurs? Yeah. And how about thank you, honey? I love what you <laughs> slaved away and made yeah. for me. Don't criticize me, or it's <laughs> going to be ten get- years before you get your next batch of shirt. So your hair uh, will be silver then. <laughs> so we did find figure out something because it was like. In the past, I didn't work two jobs and have three children. Yeah. It was some combination of one job and less children. Um, So even though kids are great manageable ages, it's lovely. Um, I pointed out that he might be getting more shirts if he was willing to cut them out because Mm -hmm. I don't like cutting out. That's the boring part. I read something that like, it was some product that makes cutting easier, but it said like, Sewing is fun. Cutting is work. And I was like, exactly. Yes. I hate cutting. Yes. 
So he is willing to cut out his shirts. And I found, I thought that might um, improve it. So I was a, I was happy to sit down and sew. And it takes me, because if I have to do it start to finish, it takes about four and a half hours for me to make the shirt from cutting it out and and sewing all the way down to the buttons. And he, it it took me more like two to two and a half hours. So he, um, he cut out half the time and I, and that made, I literally cut out half the time. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Cutting out. Not figuratively. You guys don't know that from. What? Don't tell me what I don't know. (laughs) Literally. Literally. Rob Lowe. Yeah. From. From Parks, Parks and, Rec. and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, Katie, pull out your bag right now. My bag. Your cute project bag that you're toting around right now. This one. You. I don't know why we have to put it on the table <laughs> when no one can see it. Okay. I haven't seen this cuteness. Okay. In- oh, Sorry. I was like, why are you talking about my bag? I Katie just remembered. Made this such cute bag. It's a like aqua background with. I'm. Am I like cutting into nope. what you want to talk about? No. Nope. Okay. So <laughs> with globes all over it, and I saw it the day after my kids had watched the episode where Leslie and um, Aziz, Tom sorry, Tom get matched, and she's freaking out that they get matched on, on like the dating website. The, yeah, the dating website, and um, she for the Pawnee. I forget what it's called. It's Pawnee matchmaker, something, something like that. And so she tr- she takes him out to lunch, and he figures out she thinks that she's trying to test him out for a date and trying to figure out how yeah. they got matched. And he then at the end explains, sorry, spoilers, that he has like twenty six accounts and Tom A, Tom B, Tom C. <laughs> so what Tom did you get? Tom N, however, for N is for nerd. I don't even check that one. Tom N collects globes. <laughs> so Katie's project bag is the coolest globe fabric <laughs> I've ever seen. Tom N Haverford has a shirt of that. He would I'm approve sure. of it. Yeah. This was in, I don't remember who donated it, but it was in the stuff what? from the. Um, that is super fuzzy off. fabric. Is it? Yeah. It I was saw just a fat quarter and I was like, I'll take that. That is flipping awesome. Yeah. So whoever donated the adorable fat quarter with the multicolored globes on it, it's now a beautiful project bag that it, I love very much. That I love too. You can't have it. <laughs> I don't want it. I just like it. I might have a scrap you can have yeah, or something. Well, I might like a, po- a patch on something or something. Um, yeah. Then last night, yeah. I finished two dresses for Mirabella. One had donuts and rainbows on it. That and the was other one so had cute. Donuts and rainbows. Donuts and rainbows. Oh, and the other one so had cool. unicorns like prancing through a yeah. you know whatever space or whatever unicorns being awesome um <laughs> doing I, what unicorns do you know <laughs> she had a her star of the week presentation this morning i whipped up the two dresses she and i were going to sew them together but time ran out mm-hmm. so i whipped them up last night presented her with the two choices this morning she was like completely rot that she had to choose between, between these the two dresses <laughs> she could have done like the oscars like after party thing and like come back from lunch wearing a different dress she would have been <laughs> such a star it's a, it was a half day today though oh next year next year <laughs> that's year. a power this move in elementary school oh my gosh because so i go i don't get to be in the classroom this year and i this is my first time interacting with her class and um one of her girlfriends is like, oh, look at Mirabella's dress. She's wearing such a beautiful dress. <laughs> oh. So she chose donuts and rainbows. It's a, a good one. High low. It's a McCall's pattern that's like learn to sew. I don't know the number. Sorry, guys. It's a bunch of cute little um, knit dresses with peekaboo shoulders if you want them. And she was crazy about the peekaboo sleeve. Mm-hmm. So she walks into school going peekaboo. <laughs> look at my sleeve. Uh, yeah. Um, but she's carrying her, her, her teddy bear that's the same size as her. And people are like, wow. And she's like, they must love my sleeves. I'm like, 
I don't think they saw your sleeves. <laughs> so I was showing a picture of her at work, at work and um, I, she said um, she chose that, sh- that dress for her presentation. And my colleague said, oh, was it about donuts and rainbows? I'm like, no, it was about Mirabella. Oh, so it was about donuts and rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she Or unicorns. Dress. Yeah. I, all of it would have yep. been correct. Yep. She's a young girl. Yes. <laughs> Unicorns eating donuts under the glo- under the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. All that. Well, she wore her unicorn ear uh, headband. So That's amazing. It was unicorn donuts and rainbow. <laughs> I girl. love children. Yeah. They're so funny. <laughs> she, she's going to be, she's the best. That's hilarious. It's nice when your daughter is a good mirror of what you think is awesome. Yeah. We'll check in in five years. <laughs> um, I am done talking about it, the But then check I in ten, five years after that. Yeah. yeah. She'll be, and then she'll be back 30, to awesome, probably. Well, yeah. 13, 18. Yeah, but let's give it 10. Yeah, there you go. A <laughs> yeah. couple more. Uh, 23. She'll probably be cool again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what Actually, about? My, I got a 23-year-old. He's 23 bad. is the worst for boys, though. Not my guys. My good. guys, 23 was good for them. Mm. That's good. So. So, what have you been Um, What did I finish? I, by the time this episode airs, I will have hosted a baby shower for my sister's new baby. Um, So, I made the Rio dress, which I might have been working on last time. I finished it. Um, I finished the dress, and I made booties to go with it. Um, Do you remember the uh, Sarge's booties? Yes. They're like fingering weight with the little crossover straps with the button. I made a million pairs of them. There was like, it was a real hot pattern like yep. 10 years ago. Um, but it's, it's a cute little a free cla- pattern. It's kind of a classic. Yeah. yeah. So I made those to go with it. Um, and it's in like a lilac-y, purpley, gray kind of color um, that my sister will like. And then I went to Target to try and find little leggings or something to go with it. And I could not for the life of me find one single pair of baby leggings that wasn't like a 10 pack oh. in a solid color. Are leggings as pants going away for little girls? I don't think so, but maybe baby sizes was harder to find. I don't know. I gave up trying, and I was like, this is good enough. Yeah. So um, I was going to, like, put together, like, a little shirt and leggings to go with it, but eh, I didn't want to look that hard. I didn't want to go to another store is basically the end of that. too much. Thank you. Um, So I finished that yesterday. Um, I finished a – well, I made a bag yesterday. Um. And it's saw it. Gorgeous. That's the cargo duffel is a noodle head pattern. Um, this was that's, a that's in my queue of things to do. Is that cargo duffel? Yeah, it's a free pattern that she has. Um, that she wrote for amazing. Robert Kaufman. And I will say, her free patterns are not as well, not developed, but there's not as much information as one of her paid for patterns. So there's a little more reading between the lines, which. I was a little confused at some points, but I figured it out. Um, so if you are a newer sewer, it's uh, I wouldn't recommend a f- one of her. F- not that they're not great, but I would pay for a pattern first because she gives you a ton of steps and a ton of pictures, and it's like a twenty-page pattern. This was like a six-page pattern. Is there a paid version of that? Or I don't not think yet? so. Probably it's just not. a free um, PDF that you can get from Robert Kaufman, and it's a great pattern, and it worked out well, and it's well thought out, like all of her designs. But um, I made that for a class sample and I want to make another one and it's a duffel bag it's like a boxy shape kind of. yeah I think it finishes like 
18 inches wide, something like that. Um, it's got this great big zipper across the top. It opens wide. Um, it's very customizable. If you go on Instagram and type in hashtag cargo duffel, there's like a million great different versions of it, which I made it exactly to pattern for the class. But some people will like add a great lining or shoulder straps or change the pockets or add pockets on the side. And I'd like to be able to play around with it and make more of them because I always make at least two or three of each of her patterns. But, um, I finished what that a compliment. I know her. I I'm like dying for new patterns from her because I've made so many of them. <laughs> I'm like, I would make anything that she makes. Um, and through her Instagram, I, she was making these bento bags, which is a pattern by someone else. I think her, um, Etsy shop is sweet KM. I'll link to it. Um, if you search for whole cloth bento bag pattern, that's her pattern. I bought that. Fantastic. I, I saw, I saw that as a class. I've I'm seen like, people that. make these before. This yeah. is the largest of four sizes. There's oh, wow. A, there's a knitted one in pom pom. From yes, maybe there is. Two or three. The stripes from last summer. But yep. I, I like the support that that Essex linen has. It's yeah, this great is structure. you can make it in any sort of light to medium weight fabric. Um, I made one in quilted cotton as practice. This is the Essex linen, which is my favorite fabric to work with. Um, and this is the largest size, and it's one single rectangle, and it's sort of like origami folded and ironed, and you know, you do a little folding and pressing, and then it turns into this little triangle shaped bag that you tie together That's with so a knot cool. at the top and she was saying it's great for um knitting projects like I've just stuffed it full of a bunch of yarn just to give it some structure but she uses like the little tiny ones for you know little things and she well, had a picture of one like clipped to a clothesline with all her clothesline pins in it. I'm like, well, I don't have clothesline, but that's yeah. an adorable picture. <laughs> if I did, I see, yeah. when it's, think of how practical that is. When it's tied, mm -hmm. for you all like you people who want wrist. a yarn bag that where you can keep it, or just have like the strand come through, mm -hmm. that works. Yeah, it's just big and open on the top until you tie it closed. And she was saying, you know, they're great for throwing in, this is the, a big one, but if you made the smaller ones, they're great for throwing in other bags to keep things sort of separated if you have a bunch of projects in your project bag, <gasps> in a big project bag. If you were like, no, it wouldn't work. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of separating yarn balls, like yarn management when you have a oh, multi-thing instead of um, like Ziploc baggies, yeah. but maybe. They could probably jump out if they really wanted yeah. to, if you didn't tie it real tight, yeah. but... Um, it's an easy pattern. It doesn't take a whole lot of time. I'm going to teach it as a class, so that's on the calendar. It's gorgeous. I've made two of them. This is the big one. This is the extra large. I've made the large. I'm going to make all four in this fabric because I bought enough. You can make all four sizes with a yard and a half. Wow. Um, it's a very smart pattern. Because Essex linen is not that expensive. No, that's why it I like it. It's like, like nine bucks. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's not $14.99 or whatever no. a yard. So yeah. I use it for a lot of bag making. It's nice and strong. It's mm -hmm. got a beautiful like rustic-y kind of look yeah because that tomato color i bought is like 17 or something yeah and someone i was at um fabric town and i was buying this and i was saying how much i liked it and she said it's great for men's shirts oh yeah or anybody's shirts so i would like a shirt out of this kevin it's like a linen cotton blend i think kevin is very pro so usually for his shirts i use um kona cotton and that mm -hmm. wears like nobody's business mm-hmm on this go, I was really, we used a mix just to get the colors right of, um, of some cotton blends and not Kona cotton. And it's so, when you work with good quality fabric, I know. Mm -hmm. and then you put it next to like 
not fabric. good quality you just really i'm not a fabric snob like i'll no. make things yeah. with all kinds. all kinds of things but yeah. sometimes like this essex linen is like it feels so nice yeah. you know you've got something special it frays a little have. bit like on mm -hmm. the edges so it's a little bit of a challenge there but i've never had a real big problem with but it the real thing was like sure i noticed the difference but when i was first making shirts for kevin it was like whatever right yeah. if we just like the color the fabric the fabric whatever. whatever and then I got, I'm like, you know what? We need these to last longer because I only feel like doing it every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So then we really committed for the most part to buying Kona cotton as the base. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, wow, <laughs> I really feel the difference in this. And um, I was surprised that he didn't like only pick Kona for this one because we, we could have. Um, but he really wanted particular colors. My I favorite guess, too. tunic dress is made from Essex linen. And. I was worried about it because, of course, I got a very light color. And is that your new one? That the new the newest one that yeah. I wear all the time. Yeah, it's fabulous. And I, I spill stuff on it, but I it washes up just like that. That's fantastic. As long as I, I haven't waited to let anything sit on there, so I don't want it because I don't want to ruin that yeah. idea. But I'm always surprised. I don't necessarily wash right away, but I'll get a little bit of soap or the silk yeah. on it right away. I'm always surprised that when I wash it, how it's like it just. Yes, yeah. blends and disappears. It cleans up so nicely. Mm -hmm. um, when I was at Fabric Town, um, Virginia was there, mm -hmm. and she showed me this beautiful rifle paper company canvas that they just got in, oh. and I was like, "Oh, that what I would give to so make something pretty. out of that! It's so How much beautiful." Is it? I don't know. I didn't look. I was in a hurry. Oh. But like next time, I have like some extra spending cash to make a bag. Oh, I'm going back and I'm getting it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Is such gorgeous fabric everything they make i am yep. very in, like very entranced by the things that people make out of their fabrics and just their their products and my cousin has a pair of their like kids printed with their rifle paper company like floral print oh they're so freaking cute um, at barnes and noble yeah they had in february they had their um their stylized um date books uh -huh. for two dollars wow. each but i already have like a 2019 date book i'm not using <laughs> so <laughs> it always seems like such a great idea at the time when you buy one but i really am committed to like the the google calendar situation yeah so i just i couldn't but it was it was hard to pass up a, their brand yeah two dollars that was originally like probably thirty dollars probably yeah um uh, that's all I have finished lately. That's all? That's it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, once we once Karen will go through what she's finished, that it's sort of will segue into it's what we're going to talk about. It's very so, short. No, go, so what have you finished lately? Or have well, you? I thought I had two things, but then I realized, no, I talked about that last month. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. I got one thing. You got a lot of things going on. Yeah. So I've been doing, I don't know, we're all in a kind of a crazy sewing thing. I've been sewing a lot of bags. I've been working on bags where I sew sweetness. That's... Sarah Lawson mm -hmm. and her yeah so S-E-W and I've been working on uh, she came out with the park sling backpack and mm -hmm. it's one of those really cool crossbody but sling bags and there's a lot of variations people have done one person put um, made the the front strap a little bit wider so that it would she could put a mesh pocket for her cell phone mm -hmm. right there in the front but it's not on the outside it's against her body mm -hmm. so it's really handy you don't have to get out of your backpack um, I'm using, repurposing some fabric I had, I think it's, is that, a, is that the tulip pink? 
Well, I'm, I'm crazy about Tula Pink stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this one was De La Luna, and it had all the really pretty um, macabre yeah. moths and mm-hmm. ladies' faces and very... And a death. colorful goth. Yeah. <laughs> a death death's, wing, he- de- death, yeah. death's head moth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, that one's not... Sounds of the Lambs fans. <laughs> that one's not done, but it's almost done. But the, what held that one up was because I decided that after seeing one of Katie's bags that had really great hardware... I love hardware. I can see why. It takes your bags mm-hmm. to a whole other level... And um, Emmeline Bags, they're out of mm-hmm. Canada, has really nice hardware. So I've got, like, rose gold zipper and um, pool uh, and zipper pools and rainbow mm-hmm. metallic um, D-rings and My new favorite brand, hot Gorgeous. tip, my new favorite brand for hardware is Sally Tomato. And they sell it at... I like her stuff. Um, yeah. Super buzzy. Because oh. we were doing those forage bags, which have these big grommets in them. Mm-hmm. And I hate installing grommets and snaps because you have to hammer them. And I was making all these forage bags for Christmas. And I was here, like, during business hours, hammering away, making <laughs> a lot of noise. Like, What's Katie doing? Yeah. I don't know. She's built She's something Very aggressive. Um, so then after I made all these bags, I found the Sally Tomato ones. And they just snapped together. And it's so much easier. You can, like, smack them with a hammer once. But, man, they're so much easier to use. And they're nice quality. And Sorry, I interrupted you. Sally Tomato. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did first... Well, I did complete a yarn minder bag. It's but, gorgeous. But what I did is I made it taller. Is that what this is? Yes. Yeah. Okay, now that's more of a tote because mm-hmm. I added six inches because the top section is this pixelated tiger. Mm-hmm. And I was not about to cut that open. That was really awesome. The bottom half is, um, so I adapted that one by sewing ribbon down. Mm-hmm. And that's a collection of ribbon. Again, Tula Pink because, like, I love Tula Pink. You find Tula Pink ribbons and K-Facet ribbons. A lot of these mm-hmm. well-known fabric designers do their own grow grain and woven ribbons um, by a place called Renaissance Ribbons. And and they imagine the best parts of some of the print fabric, but on this little strip. And it's you can add. Um, the other thing I'm using with that ribbon too is I'm adding it to. What do you call like that plain plasticky type strap that you normally webbing? Yeah, webbing. So I'm adding it to webbing. <clears throat> so instead of just being mm-hmm. plain, pretty whole hum webbing, you can add a bit of ribbon to give it a little sparkle. But one of the things I really really loved was again I've got so I've got those ginormous grommets on there. Yeah, but they're screw on ones. The screw on ones are nice. because they're super shiny, and so you wouldn't want to hammer that. Well, the Sally Tomato ones are the same way, but she you put, like, a piece of batting over it. Mm-hmm. So you've got some... But you still have to, to keep it. it. Yeah, it's not a hard, like... You just have to sort of whack it a little bit. Sometimes you can pop them together by hand, uh-huh. but if it's a really thick piece, you can smack it with a hammer once. So if and... they pop together, do you think they stay together, or do you think they pop out? I think they stay together. They stay together. Yeah. Because I would like to get more, but I don't want to spend the... A small fortune like I did on those. <laughs> I would recommend the Sally Tomato. Sally Tomato. Like and it's S-A-L-L-I-E. Yep. Not like, yeah. Like Sally May. Yeah. Sally May. So that's the thing <clears throat> I, I've, I've got stuff in plans. So <laughs> I make that, I'm making that big, the large size park sling for me. And this was going to be a gift, but I decided it's not going to be a gift. It's going to be a gift to me. Ah, the best <laughs> gift still yeah, It's going to be a class sample. So this is a faux leather in a very kind of bronze, bronzish kind of color. 
This is from Sale Sweetness. They mm -hmm. sell, so it's 18 inches up by 56 wide. Um, and again, so I'm gonna make this smaller. It's almost metallic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost got a, like a copper. I was thinking to it. about looking for some faux leather for a project bag. She's got all kinds or, of colors. Yeah, and the prices are decent. There's certainly no more than it, I've I found other places. And then I am like crazy about the grunge fabric. I love the grunge fabric. I got this from... at Fat. I did get this at Fat Quarter because they've got like every color. Is that Robert grunge. Kaufman? Sure. Um, it's in the let's salvage. Let's see. In the salvage made in Japan. Pattern number Moda. Moda, yeah. Moda. Basic gray grunge for Moda. Um, and if I had a small fortune, if I didn't have, if, you know, if I could live vicariously and never think about budgets, Moda actually has what they call matchmakers. And they are little basically business size swatches of every color of grunge mm -hmm. that they have. Like there's over a hundred of these. I want to get that at the Pantone. It costs like a thousand dollars to get all the Pantone basics in. Well, this one, the one I'm talking about is 70 bucks, which to me is still like, well, Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Not to me. <laughs> but I do. I mean, because it's, it's the same. It's like a solid, but it can act as a solid, but it's not boring. It's like got some detail. It's the same reason that I like hand-dyed tonal mm -hmm. yarns. And um, solids are okay, but even so, I if I could have a tonal instead of a solid, yeah, that's it, what it I could totally act as. You gave me some of that for Christmas. The which one? Gr the, the grunge. I did. Yeah. I did because that's my favorite. And it, and you you can go light, you can go dark. I've got a gray blue. I've got a royal blue that has a little bit of teal and some purple. And the gray blue is gray with it's more of a warm gray that like has slate. kind of a yeah it's like a but it's a very it's very warm mm -hmm. to it. Um, Almost kind of greenish. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot going. It's, it's, and it has a little bit of purple, a little bit of blue, but they're not like purple. It's like... It reads as a gray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lovely. So that is going to be a class sample, just to show people. So I what, wanted... What Park pattern? Sling, Park Sling Oh, backpack. the same one. Got it. Because mm -hmm. it really is not as difficult to bag as... I, I've done some of her, like the little cell bat, foam bag which I like to make, but I will never teach because it's just I was thinking hard. the other day about someone, we were talking, I don't remember who I was talking to, a student about how sewing small things is a lot harder than sewing bigger yes. things. It but it's a, true. it's like a happy medium because I was sewing that duffel bag, which is big, and then you're like wrestling with it. Anything small is fiddly, so it's like medium size yes. is the perfect thing. Yes. But anything bigger is like, you feel like you don't have enough room on your desk and you're... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was knocking things over. <laughs> my mom wouldn't teach me to do doll clothes. I wanted to learn to oh, sew, yeah, no. like, making doll clothes. And my mom's like, no, it's just as much, it's much less work to make you a dress yes. than to make your Barbie doll a dress. Yes. <laughs> so I now have this fascination someday that I'm going to go back and make, like, heirloom quality Barbie doll clothes. It's, I but know, you could make yeah. your own heirloom quality clothing <laughs> <I> instead. <know. laughs> um, I'm going to put, like, a little fashion doll up for my me mates. <laughs> That'd be adorable. You could make mini versions oh, of your outfits. I could. You could. <laughs> well, my goal, my goal for April, is um, to finish the two or three clothing items I've got cut out and partially sewn. That's a good goal. This just sounds be very reasonable. <laughs> if I finish them, I'm part of the planning for May is to finish some things up that I've already started. Um, and as much as I want to start some new things, my goal is to finish things before and enjoy those and not always be 
in the constant state of partialness. Yeah, some completion and satisfaction. Some completion, there. which would then make May much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna try and do some more garment sewing in April mm-hmm. to prep for that too. I don't know what the things are gonna be yet, but so. Uh, can I tell like a thirty second story? No, yes. you've been talking all night. <laughs> what are you talking? Wow. <laughs> Okay, everyone, please this is check what, the timestamp, because is... <laughs> I actually sat very quietly while Karen and Katie excitedly talked about their thing. It's just, um, you're showing me This is where people think that we're, like, sisters. Yeah, we didn't, we no blows were just verbal ones. Um, so you're that cool leather, yeah. or leatherette. Or, leather. Yeah. Which sounds so dirty when you say it. Your vegan leather. Um, yes, it's my favorite phrase for it. So... I took myself on a really special trip. Oh, um, yeah. On, this is totally theme appropriate. Um, I went to Mood Fabrics in Los Angeles. Uh, I had a rare mid-of-the-week day off, and I gave myself... It's, it, of course, I've had one a month for the last two months. I don't think I'm going to get another one for a long time, though. So Let I took me know. myself... I want to go with you next time. Well, we should all go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, please. Next time, we all go You're together. You going to invite me. <laughs> Karen's like, I want to go... Don't worry. I, I already <laughs> planned. I wasn't because I was. I it wasn't me. It was her. My very next one <laughs> is going, going to be. I'm gonna see if my mom wants to go for Mother's Day, because like Ooh, we need well, to go. I recommend go. that you guys go with a plan. Like have some things you've been dying to make, and go with a plan because mm-hmm. the stuff well, there is amazing what and it's kind a little of stuff overwhelming. Should we expect? Like should we prepare? You know, like when people go to these stitching, these knitting re- retreats and stuff. You know, or I guess conventions. Is this the kind of thing we should maybe look at the website, maybe prepare? Or, I, I mean, I don't I, even I don't know. know I tried actually. Like. I tried to look at mood first, or just go with patterns in mind. That just you go make. with those things you really, really want to make. Oh, like I have a idea. shirt that I'm excited about. It's tried and true. I already know it fits, or I want to explore oh, fitting it, and mm-hmm. this will be like my go-to, like the fabric I buy that's special for mm-hmm. it. The pants. Yes. Which we're not going to talk about right now. I wasn't but going to. We are going to talk about it later, the three of us. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> airs. We'll talk about it next month. Um, so when we go together, go with a plan. But I'm thinking yes. it'd be fun to go with my mom for Mother's Day and oh, um, go to the Brogue, which I've also not done in LA. What is that? Uh, it's the newer newer art museum that's oh. adjacent to LACMA. Um, you have to get like an appointment time, and I was gonna go to that, but I there was no convenient appointment times because mm. I had a class here on Wednesday night, so I had to be back at a certain time. Uh, so go to I went to Mood. It was amazing, Shangri La. You know when people tell you go somewhere and it's not as cool as yeah. they're like it'll be perfect for you. Yes, I know pickles. Um, <laughs> pickles Norway is a cool website, but it's a very small store. Now I know for when I go to Norway. Um, it was as amazing as people promised oh, it would be. That's where they go on Project Runway, right? Yeah, yeah. But in New York, right? Yeah, but you see it on TV, it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, sure. No. Flipping, it was just as flipping, good. amazing. Better right. than, because in Project Runway, you do not have, like, a concept. A scope. Yeah, a, a scope. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm at Mood. It's amazing. I'm shopping. There are these two guys who are wandering around um, looking at really cool special occasion fabric and they are like consulting each other about the line of something and they're Mm -hmm. clearly planning something cool. I had noticed there was this huge wall of embellished fancy fabrics that Mm -hmm. have like beading and crystals and embroidery. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I pick up an end of a roll. Everything's on rolls. Mm -hmm. And I see that the one I look at is $400 a yard. Woo! 
Okay, and it's like maybe yeah, like a quarter yard. <laughs> yeah, maybe like you got a fat quarter. You could swatch. no no swatching actually. They they seem wow. to be pretty liberal about swatching for people, but no swatching on this wall. It's like clearly yeah. Um, so the wow, four hundred dollars a yard. I just knew appreciating like maybe some couture is worth what they charge. Yeah, just for material sake. Um, and all the embellishments were probably hand stitched. Possibly, yeah. that's why yeah. four hundred dollars a yard. Like, yard. It looked yeah. like a lot of tambori um, oh. embroidery, like mm-hmm. that kind that's of gorgeous. stuff. So um, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So then I go shopping, and I see these guys around, and they're planning something cool. And they got like a leatherette like this that was like pristine gold foil lame. Oh, okay. wow. And it's like smooth as glass. Um, so but like, real leather. Very just, in- Oh, no leatherette? Mm, I think it was leatherette, but okay. whatever. Could have been gold. anything. <laughs> um, they also pick up a whole bunch of trims. So all around the store, particularly at the cash registers, there are signs that say, if the fabric's cut, we expect you to pay for it, which is the truth at all fabric stores. Yes. Yes. But it's never, it's not usually like Pronounced. on a sign. Yeah. yeah. So Obviously, um, they've had issues. When you, you have... Four hundred dollar yard. People fabric. probably said, "I want two yards of that," without looking at the price. Tag. I changed my mind. Yeah, I'm leaving. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, these guys are gathering all this cool stuff. They get their fabric cut ahead of me. Then um, they gather up all these trims, and you have to get the trims cut at the main register. And that guy who cuts the trims happened to also take them over to the fancy wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, I wonder what they're doing. But it wasn't mm-hmm. the kind of vibe where I was like, what are you making? Yeah. Not. I was yeah. like trying. Everyone's too for, cool for school. People are loudly talking about their studio projects. Yeah. And it's like, yes, I used to want to be a costumer too. So F you. Um, <laughs> I'm not living that life, but it's okay. So I'm trying to like, life. I am. Yeah. I'm trying to like hang with these cool people and not be too intrusive about uh-huh. Okay. So they then get rung up ahead of me. So I'm lingering around because they're trying to like handle something else mm-hmm. that I asked them to do. And so I'm hanging around the register and then um, the guy gets his total. He has a small pile of really cool fancy fabrics and trims. And the guy at the register says, okay, your total is $857. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> But, okay, I mean, special occasion, yeah. cool stuff, trims. Oh, my God, trims add up so fast. So, wow, what yeah. are they making? The guy says, uh, I need to know what the itemized, how that came to be that total. I'm like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> so, the, it's kind of a, the guy at the register is sort of clippy and short. And yeah. so, the guy who cut the trims and another person came over and they're looking and they say, oh, I think it's mostly this $650 a yard fabric that you got a yard out. Oh, there you go. $650 a yard. A yard. Wow. I, wow. I, I, Did I they buy it? No. Whoa. So how did he get out of that? Well, he just said, I thought it was $50 a yard. And then the guy who cut it was like, no, it's six hundred dollars And he's like, and then the, the snippy guy was like, well, why didn't you confirm the price with them before you cut it? Yeah. Oh. Which would be a best practice. I do that if at Joanne. If it's $650. Yeah. yeah. You I asked the them to scan the just bolt. Just making sure you saw the ticket. I yeah. asked them to scan the bolt before I cut anything at Joanne's. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the guy says, I thought it was $50 a yard. I'm trying to, like, pay attention without being too interested. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they ended up not making him buy it. Because, because they he felt didn't like confirm he didn't the confirm. price. Wow. Yeah. But they didn't give it to him for $50 a yard. Well, that, no. That part I'm sure of. Wow. 
That's us. No. $650 a yard. <laughs> I don't even know what world that would be. I've been sitting on that story. I couldn't wait to see. That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I just want to go there. Now I want to know what does $650 a yard fabric look like? It was well, glittery. We'll have does to it, go look does at it. Does it glow? Does it, does it have drugs on it that give you a feeling of Maybe. euphoria when you wear it? Maybe. Man, I'd be so afraid know. to sew with it. I know. Oh, gosh. I, I started with date. There was this really How can you pretty... seam rip? You better make that seam perfect. Perfect. There was this really pretty fabric that had like a, you know, the rhinestone um, trim that that's like a kind of a chain. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. it had like strips of that all along a netting. And then at the end was like a long ostrich feather that was a fringe mm-hmm. along the end. Um, wow. And I was just daydreaming about like the, the gown I would make out yeah. of that. And what are Kevin and I going to <laughs> When you go that to the I, Oscars, you can wear Yeah, your... <laughs> so when my brother is winning, like, best soundtrack for his something yeah. he scored, or my his wife, Kat, is winning for best screenplay or best But that's like a red actress. carpet it, Or Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> or Tuesday. <laughs> Be realistic. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Oh, doesn't everybody wear this when they serve mac and cheese? <laughs> I eat mac and cheese privately in my car because nobody else in my family likes the style mac and cheese I like. <laughs> my kids are happy with actually not even craft. They like store brand. They want oh. the Winco mac and cheese. That's so sad. They send my husband and I out on dates so they can have Winco mac and oh cheese for dinner. I like the Whole Foods mac and cheese, and um, Kevin would just choose no mac and cheese because he's lactose intolerant and doesn't want to pay the price. It's not worth it for him. So our topic that we did not get to last, last week is, wrote it down, where do you find inspiration when you're feeling bored or uninspired with making? Um, I think this might have been a question we got a while ago and we haven't yeah. got around to it, but we're going to talk about it tonight. So um, if you're going through a knitting slump or if you're just feeling uninspired in general, um, what are things that you can do to you know, re-energize yourself or find new inspiration or get yourself out of, you know, stuff like that. So, well, I went through a slump like that about four years ago when Karen and I went to, um, two stitches West and which was a really amazing trip and, um, go to any stitches that's near you mm-hmm. big or small. Um, cause I could be happy with stitches. So Cal from now on, mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just challenged myself to try a lot of new things that weren't the thing I was most focused on at the time, which was, um, knitting. And so I learned to weave. I tried out needle punch, um, needle. Yeah. And that's when I got excited about spinning too. Yeah. Needle punch, like rug making, which I haven't really in depthly learned about, but I got excited about spinning and weaving and that really re-energized me, um, and then I went in a whole weird way, a place where I started a, a sort of gallery style business and that was a bad decision, but <laughs> hey, that's how I learned the hard way. Uh, but I really needed but to turn away from... that actually gave you experience that you're using now. Yeah, everything in life is, um, if you let it run its course and you don't let it beat you down, the hardest things are maybe going to be the best experiences. Oh, yeah. And I'm still not like fully cool with that experience but anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's neither here nor there I know that I like it has that um actually was probably like 
the high low of that and taking me to probably the lowest low of my professional life (laughs) was the thing that made me feel really makes me feel really grateful and confident about the things we're doing here Mm -hmm. um like having the shared partnership with people i trust Mm -hmm. and um know can share the work and and are trusting trustworthy of that Mm -hmm. um and how we're pacing ourselves um just it makes me feel very confident about where where we're going Mm um so turning off Mm -hmm. one channel of making and challenging myself to get back to that beginner mindset Mm -hmm. was um has been a really valuable thing for me um because now i i'm realized that as a seat as a soist that i want to i have a hard time releasing the decades of experience i have Mm -hmm. that made me into the soist i am now for all the cool things that people are exploring and like getting out of my fuddy duddy. Well, this is the way I've always done it. Uh-huh. And being able to tap into the beginner's mindset, I found that challenging myself to be new at things I've never tried before was the energizing thing for me. Um, and I might like I'm still interested in that needle punch um, embroidery and rug making, but I don't feel yeah. any like passion fire growing. <laughs> I usually find it's like I like I always say I like to collect hobbies. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna try everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I try a lot of things. They mm-hmm. don't always stick, mm-hmm. or maybe I do it for a week. And but yeah, like you said, that sometimes is just like the the get your creative energy flowing better, so that yeah, you can find inspiration and just energy for other things too. Do you have any? So sometimes if I get sometimes I get too much in work mode because, mm-hmm. you know, for years either anything I did was design work or, um, or also was sample work for the, for classes. And we still doing sample work for classes. No. And for a long time, I, and I realized, uh, cause I started even getting, occasionally we'll start to be too, so much in work mode that nothing is fun anymore. Because yeah. all I see is the time deadline. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's great. When is it done? Because I got 10 other things I got to do. Yeah. And so every now and then taking a time to do something that doesn't have a deadline yeah. or doesn't, I don't, it, there's no person I have to do it for. There's no baby on the way. So um, I was following the Quirky Monday podcast mm-hmm. on um, YouTube. And she has the Pisces make along. And the, the nice thing is she's like, you can make anything, you know, just somewhat water or fish or Pisces related between mm-hmm. February 19th and March 19th. And I thought, you know what, what do I want? I want to do something different that I haven't done in a long time. So I picked up cross stitch and mm-hmm. I haven't done cross, cross stitch was my go-to craft until my hands found knitting. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't picked it up in almost, you know, in what, 18 years. So... Um, and of course I picked something that was really, really pretty. Yeah. It's also really, really hard. <laughs> there's just a lot. There's like 57 colors in it. Wow. But what that is it, a but, commitment. <laughs> but you know what? If I, f- I'm not worried about trying to get it done in this month. Yeah. But I do want to actually work on it from time to time. So, um, a couple times this week, I just put the work away to just do cross stitch. Yeah. To do something just for the fun of it. Just because it's, you know, I'm listening to TV because I'm not really watching TV and 
I wish I had done this before my eyes went bad <laughs> because I, you know, I'm, I'm doing it better with my, you know, I get, need to get one of those magnifying glass things, but, oh yeah. And even my mom-in-law's like, cause we sit and we watch TV together, um, in the evenings and she's like, is that for a class? I go, no. I said, it's just, just I'm cause. always, cause I'm working on work all day long and then I'm working on work projects mm-hmm. all night, all into the evening. And then even well until like to midnight and then it's like when do I turn work off and just have fun yeah I think that's a very us problem is that like you know every three months I'm like stressed out trying to finish a bunch of things at once but you're right it's like those are the times when I get like bogged down and I'm like I have way too many things to do and it's counterintuitive, but sometimes the answer is start something totally no, different so or like... Because you have to turn your... So the, what I found, the two nights that I didn't do work, were so, the next day were so much more yeah. productive. I was so much more va- motivated just in taking a night off. So if something's not... If you're not enjoying that thing, it's okay to step away from it is mm-hmm. my whole point. It's okay to step away and maybe do something fresh. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're learning something new or maybe you something you already know but you haven't done for a while. It's okay to pick up a different... I yeah. say change your craft. And don't just say go from one knit project or one crochet project to another of the same kind of project. Change up your project. It literally takes a different part of the brain to work that. Mm-hmm. And it gives the brain part of your brain that you've been overworking and that's not excited anymore it gives it a chance to rest while your other part of your brain gets to work on something new and then then when you go to pick it up again it's like oh okay yeah i um was listening to an episode of a podcast um stuff mom never told you (laughs) and i haven't listened in a long time um it's been going for a long long time um i just listened to an episode about burnout and they were talking specifically about like in the workplace but Mm -hmm. um this is our workplace yeah i listened (laughs) to it today in like sort of preparation for this episode and then i was doing some research earlier about um burnout and um creative burnout specifically and the things that i was reading sort of resonated with me because i do feel like i'm susceptible to the knitting slump yep, yep. pretty often um and Actually, i think you mostly do big projects you don't well, often do little projects so you, when you're not necessarily you i mean i do sweaters. a lot of like well recently year, i have yes. <laughs> but is this year a sweater year i don't know so far it's not um but like you were saying, like, you know, I, I get stressed out about finishing things before the new class schedule comes out. And then those are the times when I sort of just tend to not do anything when yeah. I should be doing everything. Oh my God, my house is never as clean. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, and the I was uh, reading an article about it and they were saying an important thing to do is not to force yourself to do anything or to try and tough it out. And that's a thing that I'm do all the times like I'm just gonna knit it I don't care Powerhouse, really. yeah but it's bad for you like yeah. <laughs> it's not good to you know it takes, force yourself to do it it takes the thing that you really really love right and it and turns it into work it turns it into work yeah which is um, it's work but it's what, fun I don't it yeah. takes the fun out of it it just yeah. I mean I love to knit and I'd like yeah. to think that like knitting is knitting but it's not you know if I'm knitting this it's you know knitting sitting as long as I'm knitting something but that's not always true because it's like I'd way rather be working on this selfish project for myself than to work on you know this thing that I have to finish it's not the same but you know 
it's mm-hmm. I'm still knitting, but sometimes it doesn't feel that way. And and retail therapy buying new yarn doesn't, that doesn't always help. That <laughs> doesn't does always sometimes, help. but I think we could I, I don't want to speak for all three of us, but um I think there's a similar theme of we really want to appreciate what we already have in our stash and like yeah. work through the value we've already mm-hmm. invested in our stash. And so to me, I started to realize the more I bought stuff to distract me from the old projects, I just feel more weight. Like you feel you know, more weight. Like physically feel this weight on my shoulders because I have another thing. It's not yeah. just freeing. It feels satisfying when you go to your stash because you bought that thing because you really loved it. And all the times you've been gazing at it, wondering to do something with it, but you you have other projects it you have to do. Yet. Um, or maybe the project that originally you got it for, you didn't love the project, but you still love the yarn. Mm-hmm. There is just something really enjoyable about saying, oh, I find now I finally get to work with this thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe that thing wasn't supposed to be what you originally intended it, but repurposing it into yeah. something. Maybe instead of a knit project, it meant to be a crochet project. I'm getting or better a about. Project. Uh, I'm getting better about being less precious about my stash because yeah. it's like I have this beautiful skein of yarn, and I'm like I could start that, but maybe that's not the best thing it could be. But oh. you know what? At least it's a thing. You know, See, it's a thing, and that's what it meant to be. The yarn be- became a thing, and that means the yarn things is happy. Things find yeah. their beauty in their usefulness. Sometimes their beauty and their usefulness. Interesting. Yeah, it could be a thing sitting on the shelf, but then you walk away from it. But the thing that you—that's <laughs> like use... that lady. Somebody I don't remember all the players, but somebody from Anna Kappa had messaged someone on Ravelry to see if they could get that one more ball from their stash. And I think it's when the stash, like putting your stash uh-huh. in your Ravelry. Um, profile was oh, newer yeah. uh-huh. and she said oh I don't knit I just collect yarn <laughs> I collect yarn because it's pretty and I oh. absolutely could not part with this ball of yarn no matter how much you need it okay <laughs> awesome <laughs> well all right then so sometimes some of your yarn like just be honest you just bought it to be a beautiful yeah. ball of yarn That's so funny <laughs> that is true oh, I can't. I, but that is still it's I'm trying to think it's usefulness. I guess it's art. It's art. It's art. It's yeah. art. Which it is art. art. has utility. And, and art has you. Exactly. And how wonderful for someone who could appreciate the materials as an art form in its own and yeah. crafting well-made materials. Fascinating. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like both want to know and not know that person. Yeah. Like, if I owned a yarn store, I want to know that person. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, maybe that person's not real and that was just a sassy answer. Maybe. Could be that too. <laughs> oh, I don't knit. I just collect it, and you can't have it. <laughs> All right. Oh, how badly do you want it? That's the bigger the no. <laughs> uh, one thing I I find important so for myself is to allow myself to take breaks, because when I stop knitting because I'm not feeling inspired, then I get guilt that I should be knitting, and it's like every night that I go home and I sit down on my couch. And I don't have knitting in my hands. I feel guilty because I'm yes. like, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything. I have a million things I should be doing. Yep. Why aren't I knitting? Yep. I do that exact it's same imp- internal dialogue. It's imp- I get yeah. out my project. It sits right next to me in its mm-hmm. little bag and I never touch it. Mm-hmm. And it's important for me to remind myself that it's okay to not knit sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're feeling guilty because you're in a knitting slump or you're feeling uninspired or whatever, it's okay. You know, and your mojo will come back. Yep. It always does. Yep. But you don't have to feel guilty about it. And for me, I think that those things manifest themselves when I'm stressed 
mm-hmm. it could be about work stuff or it could be about any number of things. Yep. And life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You get stressed out. And, and that's when um, I think, I mean, the term self-care is kind of like, you know, a hot thing right now, but it's important to take care of yourself. Yeah. And when I'm not taking care of myself, those are the times when I get home and I'm tired and I don't feel like doing anything. And if I'm taking better care of myself and I'm doing the things and, you know, eating but, healthy and, you know, going for walks and all those lovely things that we should be doing, because those are the times about, when I... But aren't isn't that also your body saying, yeah, you need to stop doing yeah. whatever that doing is. Yeah, exactly. You need to stop. It's um, balance. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's like, I, I usually help myself by moving, like going outside, uh, taking a walk, you know, doing something outdoors is usually good. For me, this winter has been one of the first times that I've sort of recognized that I think I was struggling with seasonal affective disorder Mm -hmm. because I was feeling really not great about a lot of things. And it was just like, I don't know why I don't have any energy. Mm. I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know. I don't always feel this way. It was that day when it was super windy. Yeah. I mean, not like today. It's also super windy or yesterday when it was super windy. But that first super windy day feels like like it just sucked the energy right out. Yeah. It makes me so tired. I love windy days. So I think I I suffer. For many years, I have been aware that I suffer from the opposite Mm -hmm. seasonal. A lot of people have it in summertime. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a spring, summer Mm -hmm. sad. Um, and it's been true my whole life. Um, some very, some kind of traumatic things happened in the springtime when I was <laughs> young. Um, like my dad got very sick with cancer and mm. had some um, surgeries then. But I think I know if I look at my childhood before then that I would get like bogged down in March, April mm. um, anyway. This is the so, time of year where I feel better. Yeah. Like now that it's like the time change is like I love it so much because it's like when it's light outside and I'm leaving work and it's still light outside like it makes me feel so much better to just have that little bit of extra sun it's like 100% for well, me. Well I'm sure it's physiolo- physiologically better I just wish that we all acknowledge that the way the planet rotates the days are going to get longer anyway <laughs> <laughs> but I really am trying because in past years I have been pretty full of vitriol at this time of year <laughs> Because I don't like the time change. But um, I had, I think it's because I had this very important insight. California voted that they are willing to have a conversation mm-hmm. if it ever becomes a federal conversation. Okay, that's we not didn't, what I thought we were voting for. I understand. I read it very carefully because I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> Me too. I do, but that one I just... I, I and you're not program. alone because I heard a lot this week. Didn't we vote about this? We, we voted, voted yes, for the option to talk but, about yeah. it. <laughs> It's the most ridiculous proposition many, I've yeah. ever come across. We voted so that we could vote. Yes. Yeah. How many tax dollars were wasted? Don't get me started. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I read it carefully. I was proud of myself for really reading <laughs> it. Um, so um, in that, I started to reflect that, well, we'll probably stop it while daylight savings time is happening. Um, and then to my dying day, I will complain about not getting that hour back. <laughs> but then I realized that I was born during daylight savings time and I'm not really entitled. You're to not that entitled hour. to that hour. <laughs> you don't get it anyway. So I think it actually was like, like I reasoned myself into a better <laughs> attitude this time. <laughs> Cause 
I really people have strong all, opinions about the time change. First of all, I never felt like I really got my hour back, and I think it's because we were tr- we had just gotten back from our big trip. Um, my kids had a whole lot of stuff happening with school, and I was exhausted anyway. And I never really felt like I recouped that hour. I always feel like really energized by daylight savings time ending. Mm. So maybe the way you're feeling, yeah. energized. I now. always had energy in the fall when we gained the hour because I I love starting school. I love mm. school. And fall was the start of school. And I always resented this this time of the year because by this time, the love is, like, faded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really am tired. And I really needed that hour. And now you're taking another yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. I could have used... Why didn't you just take the hour at the beginning of the year? I had plenty of energy. I could have saved it up for this time no, of year. No, I never offer an hour of my time <laughs> to be just gone. No. <laughs> I will be happy to get my bonus hour if we wisely end daylight savings time and end it for good. <laughs> but it's not a purely American thing. Do no, you, I know. I did it's not know that real it's a global stupid thing. regardless. It's hit or miss global. You could drive to Arizona and not have or to worry there's about it. An, there's no, another but, state. I can't remember. It's yeah, like there's two of them. Too. No, I'm talking about so. And Apparently, a small portion of other places, like cities, make the decision oh, too. Oh, yeah. Which is like, That's weird. Ridiculous. <laughs> Um, I mean, we did. Our city could have chosen not to do this. Well, we can at I least vote to have a vote. <laughs> Been there, done that. Oh, no, I didn't realize so much. So, my husband deals with a lot of clients that are all over the world, and um, he uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so he's like, it all this time of year always messes things up because you know they a lot of the they're in sync with you know they they have a certain time where they know the other customers in other countries are going to be but for two weeks we're now out of sync Hmm. with them until they have their time which like if we're gonna no it doesn't if we're saying that the sun changes can't we just agree that it's always going to be the same day globally That's yeah, great. I don't think that, like well, or get rid of it globally because no. okay, because the whole idea when I was I'm a kid, sure they said that work. this was for farmers, right? <laughs> Have you ever you known know, a farmer to wait till the sun comes up before they start the work? That's BS. They are up it's before actually, the they're up before the sun and they're go to bed after the totally sun. Totally for city folk for exactly what you just said. It's so city folk could have victory gardens and also have more time outside of the office without... Mm-hmm. It's exactly what people get excited about. It has yeah. nothing to do with farmers. No, because no. exactly. Farmers get up when the sun's up and they go to bed when the sun's down. Like, yeah. the work takes the time the, uh, the, the work t- takes. The hour of the day, the sun has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's... it's That's such a fascinating thing about how um, they figured out the actual size of the earth following... Um, can't remember what I was listening because I was definitely listening to something so it would have been some audiobook I was listening to about like chasing the sun across the globe mm. and talking to people like being sending messages across and that's how they were able to like make a consistent time across the world and also figure out the actual size of the earth and it's all like mm. tied together what was it it's interesting I'm sure it was some NPR thing. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was coming so home. Fascinating. I was coming home from work the other day because I leave here like if I leave when I'm done, mm-hmm. I leave at four. Usually I don't, but yeah. I left. I got home. It was like mm, probably like six when I got home, and it was still light outside. And all the kids in my neighborhood were out playing. 
the dad had just gotten home from work and it was still light outside and he was playing with his kids and I was like, this makes me happy. Look at how much fun these children are having. I'm going to go inside and sit on my couch. But I like the, I like the idea that I could go outside. I might go no, for a walk. Story, just not going to bed. <laughs> And because I'm allowing myself that attitude change, I am also enjoying the daylight when I, and I also, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I'm, and like, I'll have my, I'm in two and a half years of a conventional office job, Monday through Friday, nine to five, and I am valuing the light. Yes. Um, I, I won't lie. Don't spread it around. I still, mm-hmm. it's still going to happen. Like, that's how the earth works. <laughs> But I am noticing noticeably appreciating it, <laughs> uh, which is new for me. Yeah, because I do have such a like consistent schedule, and I'm very much in the um, pattern of that that I I can see the value in mm-hmm. in more sunshine at the end of the day. It makes me. My whole point is, it makes me feel better. <laughs> Um, well, so, and so this year to get ready for the time change, I was really concentrating on getting myself in, at least into bed by 10 p.m., mm-hmm. which is very challenging for me and doesn't really suit me every day. But I know that if I get more rest, that I'm not going to notice the change so much. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of, like you were saying, self-care is uh, yeah. taking care of Yeah, and it can be too. a million things. Yep. Whatever it is that makes you feel better. That's important. Um, I think it's important. Another point is not to compare yourself to anybody. That's my other favorite thing. Comparison <laughs> is the thief of joy. It's not, you know, it's it's real easy to do in the age of Instagram and Ravelry oh, yeah. and you follow all these amazing people and all the amazing things they're doing and you're like, how do they have so many hours in the day to do all these amazing things? And then you feel worse about it. Yep. So, I used to say, well, they don't have kids, but then I'm like, yeah. They have two little ones and they're pregnant. Yeah. So that, that, that doesn't it's not, work It's not good to no. compare yourself to anyone. Um, I also think it's important to set boundaries for yourself. So, and especially in your uh, knitting. So, yep. you, if you're not us and you don't knit for part of your job, that means that it's a hobby for you and you are allowed to knit whatever you want to knit. So, if somebody requests, oh, I'd love if you can make me a blank, you don't have to say yes. No. You could say no. Yes. And learning to say no is very important. Yes. So it's okay to say no to things. And it's okay to be selfish with your knitting because it's your knitting and you yes. you do it because it makes you happy. And if it's if you're not happy, why are you doing then it? Then don't do it. Well, so, so, oh, my young coworker, he had that observation this week. I was, we, we interact with a lot of personalities at the funeral home I work at. And, um, but he had this insight in listening to me talk about my life and work experience over the many years that sometimes you get people who come to you who are not happy and maybe you're not in the best of mood, but knitting and crocheting and all that stuff is like their hobby. So mm-hmm. why would they come to it angry and upset and with a bad attitude mm-hmm. about it? Well, first thing is that like learning has a lot of emotional baggage yeah. that comes with it and the way you learn and yeah. your learning experiences. So that's part of it. But also some people just go through their lives angry. It's true. It true. And true. they meet everything with anger. It's true. <laughs> so, like, why are you showing up that way? You know? I know. I, I hear from people all the time who are like, I was struggling with this project and my husband saw me knitting and he's like, don't you do this for fun? And you're like, yeah, shut up. I know I do. <laughs> I'm not having fun right now. <laughs> Which that's okay because, again, that's the universe's uh-huh. processes, not things. Um and so, like, 
this is part of the process and not all growth feels good and wonderful. Some of it hurts, you know, and it's not linear. Yeah. Oh, that's right on. Um, so it might not always look like we're having fun, but generally like I come to this with a happy spirit and, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe the deeper question is how do you keep that happy spirit or that right. joyful spirit part of our creating and creative journey? Like, you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, everybody's different, and you're going to find what works for you, and sometimes it's just not doing it yeah. for a while, and yep. sometimes it's, you know, getting trying back to basics and yep. trying from square one something totally different, or it could be, you know, whatever it is. But Well, I think that's where I am with my sewing is the get back to basics. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I actually read the pattern instructions and followed them fairly <laughs> Mostly. close. Fairly close to A through Z. One, two, three, instead of one, Z, Q, four. Yeah. The way I want to do it and the way that feels smarter and works for me. And that's like, why would you ever write patterns this way? (laughs) But it also keeps you humble to start from square one. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, I know what this pattern wants me to do. I know better than it. Uh Well, I don't. I don't know better. I should have paid attention. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> That's what the stitch ripper's for. Yeah. <laughs> or um, I'm so amused lately, and maybe it's just a strange coincidence that I've met a few people who didn't know what um, frogging meant. Mm. And it's the, you know, rip, rip, it, rip, it, rip, rip it, it, rip it, rip it, rip it, rip it. And then they giggle, just like I did when <laughs> I finally connected it. Um, but yeah, you gotta, sometimes you gotta frog, sometimes you gotta rip. Yep. So mine was try new things. Mm-hmm. Karen's is give yourself permission to turn off, to try to... Mm. Also try, just try something different. It may not necessarily yeah. be something new. Or just new. switch to a different thing. Switch to something. Change yeah. gears. Yeah. Change gears. And take care of yourself. Because if something's not fun, forcing yourself is not going to bring no. the fun. Well, I think, and I think we probably all said very similar mm-hmm. things. Because like, that sounds a lot like what Katie said. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. Take <laughs> care of yourself. <laughs> I mean, even though we have the pleasure of this being our um, work, mm-hmm. our hobby, and our work at the same, or do yeah. I mean, well, why not be having fun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is cool to knit and sew and crochet and make and be a creative DIYer and all of that um, for your career. Like that is cool. Yeah. Like, you gotta remember that. Yeah. Like, hey, this is pretty sweet what I get to do. Yeah. So, yeah. what do I have to complain uh, about? <laughs> well, or if you choose, I mean, because hobbies take on all mm-hmm. forms. Oh. Like, so if you've chosen to be a maker as your um, hobby, like, let's have fun. Let's keep it fresh. Yeah. You know. I thought I thought of one more thing. If what you're doing if if is not fun, you're doing it by yourself. Mm do it with friends mm-hmm. yes because yeah. that's Find really a buddy. what makes what we're doing yes so much better i always say like i would never have done this by myself oh, like no, n- no, and no, i never no, could no, do it by no. myself <laughs> and i wouldn't have and i'm glad that i don't have to so yes. yeah. yeah that's i think and i think that's kind of what i'm sharing yeah <laughs> it's like, hard to it's hard so to, much better with friends yeah it's hard to do something by yourself it's hard to you know to make in a you know in your own little space without because you're just excited and you want to talk about it and well, that's, you just want to have a, you know. I think everybody learns differently. And I, and because I've been digging in about like, um, maybe one of the things that 
made knitting such a great primary became mm-hmm. my primary mm-hmm. creating focus is that it was so easy to join in community about it and I yeah. happened to pick it up and get serious about it when community was exploding mm-hmm. and stitch and bitch and yahoo groups and yep. um and it coming out of people's you know living rooms and bedrooms and like being a communal um activity like mm-hmm. I caught that fire whereas sewing was such a solitary my mm-hmm. mom taught me and then I dug in and just like really hyper focused in on what and what you sit I wanted in your to office do. for hours by yourself yeah. and yeah yeah and just like late at night so with nobody watching me and that really was it was like my alone recharge yeah. stuff mm-hmm. um so I never really thought of sewing as a com- like how to mm-hmm. grow in that community and now that I am opening my heart to seeing that it's a community just like knitting is um I, I feel so energized about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do it with friends. Everything's better with a buddy. Everything's better with a buddy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or two. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, you can uh, write us a review on wherever you're listening to this. You can leave comments on YouTube on wherever if you have any questions. You're always welcome to shoot us an email. Um, our website is. And we would like questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, our website is um, strengthandthingsstudio.com. You can contact us through that. Um, our Instagram is I'm at Katie Creates. I am Anland22. And then I'm also like trying to foster my outfit a day one, <laughs> which is O O T D A N N E. Oot, don't oot follow Dan. that. Um, Karen, Karen does. I don't know that she knows that she follows oh, it. I, I see have you. a secret I, I Instagram like account that I don't know about. <laughs> well, I started it because I was doing Stitch Fix, uh-huh. and I we're not was, saying goodbye yet. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the Minnesotan goodbye, the Italian goodbye, the long goodbye, whatever. Um, so I started it because I Instagram's um, frozen on me right now. I'll find you. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's my name. Yeah, it is, because I just followed like you. I just brought it full circle. <laughs> What's O-O-T-D-A- my name? O-O-T-D-A-N-N-E. Um, so, I wanted to teach my Stitch Fix stylist mm-hmm. what I actually liked, because I was writing pretty impassioned, but polite, or new reviews, Yeah, and I don't really feel like she was hearing me, if it really is one-to-one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so... Then I've stopped Stitch Fix for now, so I'm just doing it because I want a catalog and create a more cohesive personal style. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your Instagram handle, Karen? Knit Spinner 805. Okay. And well. that's Spinner with two ends. <laughs> um, I think that's it. So I guess we'll talk to you guys next month. Next month? Yep. Bye. Uh, bye. Bye.